Ah, okay. Now the now the internet can hear you guys. Is there a storm? That's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Well, you know, only the weatherman's been talking about doing a storm for the last three days, and it's been clear skies, so it's like, whatever. It's going to be raining, but this is Virginia. Yeah, I, can, whatever I know, right? The the, uh, I, I tell you, the, weather, the weatherman is the only person who can be wrong 98% of the time and still get a decent paycheck. Oh, yeah. Like like I said before, I don't trust the weather after they said it was going to do 100% snow, and then the <laughs> next day it was 60 degrees. That's nice cute. and sunny. Okay. So the blue flashy light that I saw on Sal's car was just lightning reflecting off of it. Ah. Well, you're the one, you are stuck by the window. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just out of the corner of my eye, and my eyes are drawn to, to movement, unfortunately. <laughs> like, Sal will turn on something on his screen, and if it's captivating enough, I'll just be like... He's like, move to other monitor I can't see. Move away <laughs> from the pictures. <laughs> I can't help it. It's I'm just like ah. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, well, welcome internet. It's another night. Scuba and the Rye and friends again. Uh, Sal and Vol and Volgraza are joining us for what is this week four of quarantine, social distancing, quarantine uh -huh. 2020. You know, it's an interesting Live. little interesting little tidbit I heard on my morning uh, news brief on my uh, Amazon Echo devices. And that is uh, the origin of the word quarantine and how it means 40. And back in the day for old shipping, when ships would come to port, they'd have to sit there for 40 days before people could disembark. And then a parallel is like, okay, well, 2020, 20 plus 20 is 40. So, hey, it's coincidence, right? Interesting. Yeah, or, or, or I know. Hmm. <laughs> That rain is pretty nasty. Whoa. Yeah, it looked like dark clouds out there when uh, we went out to get. A I, went, I went out. I like like what we were talking in the pre-show. I went out for a walk today too. I got tired of sitting inside as much as I have been, so I decided to walk down to the the corner store to grab you know some munchies because I had a, a thing for munchies, and Support it was like clear economy. skies and everything, and it's like what's up? Yeah, same. So it was, it was like, like really right. pretty. So yeah, fun times. So what? So, what have you guys been doing during quarantine? How you been? Uh, Rye, you want to go first? I've been good, just uh, working from home. Uh, so I just get up, open my laptop, and get going with whatever I got to do. And then after that, I've been, you know, doing some reading, uh, working on that uh, romance novel. You know, slowly editing it. I go and breeze through it one more time or have someone else edit it behind me once I'm done editing it myself. And then also I've been, I decided to do something fun on online is I'm doing this 20 albums in 20 days of uh, the 20 albums that have impacted me throughout my life. I'm yeah, up I've been to number seeing seven those. Today. Have you been, I don't know, you haven't been posted those on the Scuba Studio page, have you? I think you have, you have the access to no, I haven't been putting it there, but I I can move it over there. I can oh. share it over there, or you can share it over there. I'll Somebody take, I'll take a double there. check and look and do that. Yeah. There might there might be some interesting conversation flow there. But yeah, I've done uh, seven albums so far. That includes today, so seven. And like I, I save everything, and not just I I don't just post it on 
the book of face i also you know have a document to save it so i can look back and see what i did nice. so other than that uh a lot of a lot of show watching some movie watching a lot of gaming so and uh, contemplating picking up a game at the end of this week really yep. yeah don't you have enough games in in cellophane virtual wrap that you still have to break out Oh yeah, I do have a Days Gone that's still wrapped up. <laughs> but there is a game coming out this week that I, it, after looking at all the reviews, is making me really, really intriguing to pick it up. Hmm, interesting. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Ah, yeah, yes. that's right. Like the more and more I watch all these reviews, the more excited I get. I wish I had a PS4. Because <laughs> it it looks like from the reviews that it is fitting my need of what I like in RPG. Nice. So. That works. That works. All right. So I guess I'll go next. Um, the, this, uh, I, I draw every Saturday. I, I do a drawing Saturday or Sunday. depends. And, uh, this, this week I did, uh, I watched an, an anime called the tower of God. It's on Crunchyroll. Uh, hashtag not supported yet. Uh, anyway. Uh, so the, this one particular character is named Hedon, and he looks like a person in like a bunny, sort of like a bunny suit, but it's different. Like the mask looks—it doesn't look like a mask. It looks like it's actually part of his body. And he's so fascinating, the way he looked and everything. So I was like, I've got to draw this character. This is so like cool looking. So I drew him as a as a uh, a, a machine. Like as if he was turned into a machine. I, I posted it up on my Twitter. You can you can probably see it at uh, at Jamin Allen the number one uh, yeah, on Twitter. So if you want to take a look at it, you can check it up there. That's then I did the coloring. So I do the line art first, and I'll post that, and then I'll do the coloring um, for just because I love coloring stuff like that. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. Um, Let's see. What else have I been up to? Walking, just getting getting the walks in. Sal, how about you? How, how how's your quarantine week been going? Um, it's been interesting. Mm. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, due to some unfortunate, fortunate events. Let's call it um, what it is. I. Got laid off from my job for a reduction of force. Yeah. We'll keep as that. Um, but from there, I've been just kind of the first few days, I've been deciding to just chill, not do a thing for a while, kind of relax a little bit. And Monday, I hit the books or hit the web, so to speak, and start putting my stuff in. And today, I actually got a phone call from a uh, higher agency Nice. that is putting me in for two jobs. So, that's good. Yeah, that's and, a definite, uh, definite bonus. So, but also, I've been working on the project, um, and here shortly, we'll be able to kind of show it off a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to give too much details until we can do a proof of concept, so to speak, of it. Um, we have icons created for it. We've got a um, uh, kind of a logo for it, if you want to call it that. 
kind of a mascot for it. So we're working hard on it, trying to get everything working. Um, right now I've got uh, looking for a project manager for it. <laughs> mm. um, you haven't sent me to... anything yet. <laughs> we will. Definitely. Now you just gave the I do, I will help. So you're screwed uh, now. Well, you know, I consider, nope, nope, I consider nope, that a nope, synergy. Nope, 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 you're helping nope, nope. me with the studio production stuff. Uh-huh. It seems only fair that I help you with your stuff. I mean, it's that synergy. Well, like yeah. we we're talking about. We we're talking about bartering. I need a service uh-huh. from you. You need a service from me. So, hey. Yeah, it works. <laughs> so. Give and take. So, yeah. Give and take. But, Otherwise, um, I've been doing, uh, there's been an update to uh, one of the games that we play. Oh, really? Yes. So, What um, kind of update? So it is a not a major update, but a update that unlocks Artifact, which in this game actually increase um, different aspects of the game. Get it harder or get it easier or more money, that kind of thing. But I know most all of us, I know Volgraza has heard of it because we're playing it. Uh-huh. It's Risk of Rain 2. Interesting. What's the game? Rain is an R-A-I-N or Rain is R as an R-E-I-G-N. Rain. Rain. As in rain that's coming down right now. Oh, okay. R A I N. Okay. I feel the water. So, <laughs> it is, it no, we're not doing any puns very... about singing in the rain, Rye. We're not. We're not punning no. that. <laughs> so, I can splish splash everywhere. But yeah, it's a very interesting game, and uh, I've been playing it for a little bit. But we have a group of four guys that we go all in and kind of get all these different little things you have to do different things like um the one mission is you have to carry a battery from your pod that just dropped on the ground that you escaped from through all of your stuff to get to hell or the hell map and drop it off there well the problem is you have this battery which now you do not have a equipment uh slot which you could put lasers and rockets and all these other crap on there so you lose that ability, but also the key is if you get hit too much, it blows up, and then you <laughs> die. <laughs> so I've tried it twice so far, and I've lost both times. So uh-uh. I'm not doing it alone anymore. It's hard. That's so hard. one of the major but, things. It's a uh, a rogue like. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we'll probably talk about that in the game section. Okay. More. Sounds good, sounds good. I think it's Scuba's turn to uh, give us what you're doing. Oh, wow. Um, Okay, so yeah, I'll dive into that, because a lot like, uh, since uh, Saladin and I both are uh, used to work at the same place. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. After uh, last week's show, we had a morning meeting, which we, to be honest, because of who was organizing the meeting, we all kind of had a bad feeling going into it, and that bad feeling was confirmed. So since that kind of threw off the whole week for me. Um, and it was the, after that, one of the things I was realizing, because I've been with that company 10 years, off and on. So, yes. Yeah, I affiliated with the company for about 10 years because I did three-year seasonal and then I did seven-plus years as a permanent employee. So 
I haven't actually gone for an actual interview, big boy interview, grown-up interview, adult interview, as you want to call it, in over 10 years. So, I obviously, my body has changed a lot. I don't have the right clothes. Not, I haven't done my resume in over two years. So, I figured, you know what? As I've told, as I said, it's like, this is probably the worst time to go job hunting. I'm sure we all can agree. Worst time to be job hunting. However... This is probably not the worst time to be laid off because with everybody over COVID-19, everybody is on hold. So, yeah, I don't feel the same pressure and anxiety as if, you know, it was business as usual. <clears throat> and then you'd be like, oh, I got more. I still had all those bills. Don't get me wrong. But I don't feel I am in such a stress. So, and there was a nice article on LinkedIn Day about, you know, if you get laid off during this time. You know, take the opportunity to reinvent yourself, polish things up or whatever. And I started doing that by looking at having a professional resume uh, consultant go over my resume to help me figure out this eclectic gathering of skills I've got and see what would be the best way to step forward. I had three different calls with three different per, or three different perspective um, contracts and then a fourth would via strictly via text. And then there was a fifth that I haven't responded, but they hit me up out of the blue on uh, on the on Facebook. But the three I talked to, it's like you know, average price about six hundred dollars, six to eight hundred dollars, and they do the complete rewrite, um, back and forth QA re uh, revision, and including an update to my LinkedIn profile, which I felt is an important thing because self marketing I'm not very good at. I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up honest. I am not good at self marketing. I'm learning how to self market because of this show and this studio and this mm -hmm. wonderful experiment we've been doing for the last yes, year. And I'm you know trying to figure it out. So I had the three calls. The first call yeah, wasn't too bad. They provided me like a Google Hangout link. I went to it and nobody was there. And the guy kept calling me and calling me every time I answered. It wouldn't connect. So by the time it did connect, I was already irritated that things weren't, that this didn't just like connect and go. The second call, I was a, it was a half hour time slot, whereas the other, the first and the third one are 15 minute, were 15 minute time slots, but half hour, she, she, we talked and we were just giggling and laughing the entire time. So I felt that was a good, good, good uh, conversation. There was one one thing we lamented in there. She said is, is sometimes when you think of a resume, it reads kind of like an obituary. It's all about what you did. Jeez. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. This year to this year, I did this. This year to this year, we remember him for that or her for that. It, it, it reads like an obituary. So she's like, well, we, we, she's like her part of her pitch was like, okay, we make your resume sound like it tells a story, makes people interested in you. My response back, so you go from obituary to New York Times bestseller? That's the plan? And hey, at, that, yeah, at, <laughs> at that point, she was done. <laughs> so, and then the third one is an, uh, another uh, small shop, uh, only like three or four people. And their thing was, okay, let's do three hours of coaching, and then we'll do the resume stuff. So it's like two services you got to pay for. You got to do one before you can do the other. But I still have to make a decision and kind of progress forward with that. And then with a family member moving out of state, 
I have an extra room, so part of the thing for the weekend, aside from these inter these contract call contract interviews, so to speak, it was revamping rooms. And one of the things I did is I collected all of the shoebox totes, little totes, odd-sized totes that have been hiding in all the nooks and crannies of the house for the last eight years or so. <laughs> Pulled them all into the space behind me. It was stacked like all the way to the bottom of the shelf and everything. It took me four days, but I consolidated it down to um, maybe a fifth of the original space. And now I've got like my couch is full of empty totes and shoe boxes. They all need to be sorted out. It was a great project for Top Shelf today. I had him washing all of them. That's <laughs> it took great. him all day. <laughs> it took him all day to wash all these totes. It was great. I was hoping it would not take them all day, but it took them all day. And so that was pretty much what I've been up to. I did jump in uh, game side. We'll talk about when we get to game side. Um, also had a couple of interesting interactions today with some uh, kind of odd, odd places. I wasn't really expecting these interactions. So, but I'll get into that a little later. Um, Cause when we, again, <clears throat> gaming, it's all gaming related, uh, specifically D and D side. So, Ooh. I think that's. I saw that in the show notes. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that in the sh show notes. Oh yeah, that's right. Show notes. Show notes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh been an interesting few days. I mean, this whole trip. I'm looking at it, it's like you know I kind of left uh the one job, and rolled right into focusing on the studio, and then actually just being a stay-at-home parent, which to be honest. All the time my kids have been alive, I've never been a stay-at-home parent. I have worked, like, stupid hours constantly. The last yeah. year was the first time I could actually do, like, regular hours. I use that loosely. And actually be <laughs> home more <laughs> to interact with them. So, some things are better, some advice, things not so much. Know. Say again? If you need advice, let me know. I'm a stay-at-home <laughs> dad. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm on vacation. Now, you, the the term you're looking for is geo bachelor. <laughs> geo bachelor, I like geo that. Geo bachelor, term. yeah. Yeah, you. we used to, it was one of those things referred to. Oh, uh, a new model of car coming out. Say again. Twenty eighteen model. <laughs> That's like a car model. Well, we used it to refer to active duty uh, members who they they were on the base. Their family was like ten states away, so it was yeah. geo bachelor. <laughs> geographically you're a bachelor nobody knows yeah you know <laughs> but uh yeah that's what i was up that's what i've been up to um and with that we can uh go ahead and roll into our first uh topic of the night which is again our usual movie reviews and rye's got something for us for sure so one moment yes sir over there go there we go all right and so first this week's movie is logan lucky all right yes, Ryan, tell us about this one all right so since uh, there there's no new movies to watch because everything's crashed and burned and nothing comes out nowadays 
Uh, I've been going back through the catalogs, both streaming and my own personal Blu-ray DVDs, looking for old school rewind reviews. That's what I call this segment, where I go back and review an older movie that I might have missed and then give my two cents. So the movie that I watched is available on Amazon Prime, and it's called Logan Lucky. It's a film that came out in 2017, and it's basically a heist film, but with a catch. So what you have here is two brothers, uh, Jimmy and Clyde Logan, both played by, uh, Jimmy's played by Channing Tatum, and Clyde is played by Adam Driver, and they basically are put in a rock and a hard place, and they decide, hey, we're going to do a heist at the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway and steal the money from the vault, but the catch is they have to steal it during one of the busiest times of the year there, the Coca-Cola 600. And that's the basic premise of the film. So from there, you basically have a general... If you've ever seen a heist film, you basically know uh, plot point from plot point what's going to happen. So you have your introduction to the characters, a plot trigger event that leads them to set up what I call the, the basic planning stage of a heist. you got the material gathering, the schematic layouts, and then the expositional conversation that uh, spells out how everything's going to come together. And it creates that illusion of the perfect robbery. But if you've seen any kind of heist film, you know not everything goes off uh, perfectly and things happen unexpectedly. So even with a lot of the predictable beats of a typical heist film, what you have here that makes the film stand out are the two characters in the unique situation of them having to rob during a NASCAR race. So that does create some interesting humor and also propels a certain kind of uh, realism within the familiar, within that familiar heist outline. Okay. So what you have is a matter-of-fact characterization within blunt humor. Basically, what I called it is, I said this to my brother because he watched it with me, is it's basically uh, British humor within uh, a redneck setting. Uh, no no pun intended. It Pretty much that's what it is. So if you really like British humor, very dry, very blunt, very in-your-face, and... You know, it's not the typical slapstick or dark comedy or over-the-top obscene. It's just very... If you know British humor, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's very dry, but it's very on on the nose. So so let me ask you. Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. Yes. That's a combo I haven't... I I, I can't readily picture. How does their on-screen chemistry work for that? Because, I mean, Adam Driver, we know, is definitely, like, his big thing right now is the Star is the Star Wars sequel franchise. Or yes. sequel trilogy as yeah. as Kylo Ren. And then he's, and of course, got a couple other things. But he do, he has done a few comedy things. Like he did, a, did that zombie movie opposite Bill Murray and a couple, and the spoof off of uh, Undercover Jobs. But mm-hmm. how does it work with, like, Channing, how, how does it work? Because I'm... How's it work between the two of them? Uh, their dynamic as brothers is really fascinating because you have two two opposites that attract each other. You have uh, uh, Channing Tatum as Jimmy, who's like the brains and the bronze, and then Adam Driver as Clyde. He's a he's a a, a war vet, so he's very subdued and subtle, but he likes to go into these like wacky conspiracy theories. So their their co- complexity of brothers just kind of clashes. Okay. in a way that it's funny fully and it feels like real brothers so and just like with the rest of the characters in the film like uh daniel craig's in the film um hillary, hillary swank's in the film it's like a who's who's list of actors and actresses 
And what you see is that they take the they take their part of the common archetypes that you find on Heights film and pushes it above with a little bit of realism and just because of the setting because it's very you know it's it's Southern America and you know it has to deal with NASCAR culture and you know living out in the sticks so you got a lot of that mixture within that heist outline that makes everything just kind of keep you on the edge of your seat because you want to know how everything's going to come come together at the end. Hmm. Because if you've seen a heist film, they pull it off, but there's always a couple of twists. So there's a couple red herrings that happen that kind of lead you off the typical predictable beat that gives it a genuine feel of, even though you know what the outcome's going to be, it's kind of fun to see how it gets there. So okay. you're taking all these pieces of the puzzle and trying to piece them together, trying to figure out how are they going to pull this off. So there is a lot of convenient plot points that make things if everything just has to fall into place for things to happen, but it doesn't it doesn't feel out of the norm like it's just there as as a Deus Ex Machina just to just to be there. It does make sense when you get to the end. Sounds also similar type of a format as like a Money Train or Ocean's Eleven, only without you, you the, quite so much of the ensemble cast. Yeah, you hit it on the nod. And just like those films, what makes them stand be above the outline is their unique setting. You have Ocean Eleven, you know, takes place in Vegas, and you have the other one that takes place where it takes place. So, Well, yeah, I mean, Ocean's Eleven was Vegas during fight night. Yeah. And, you know, taking advantage of a, of a state law at an opportune time, kind of like how you're saying this one is taking advantage of a race where it's going to be, you know, really packed and it's a great opportunity opportunity loosely phrase and then money train it new york subway again it's that how are they going to pull this off and are they actually going to pull it off in the end because you have this odd couple brothers between wesley snipes and woody harrelson yeah so like like i mentioned there is they do diverge from the typical formula of a heist film because of those couple red herrings that happen in the third act that you don't really see coming but, but like I said before, it makes sense. Like there's a plan uh, beyond the plan. Like okay. not everybody has has the plan. Like people know what they need to know. And then uh, Ch- Channing Tatum's character has has something else going on. Okay. So, so how did how did this one do in the theaters when it was originally launched? Um, it was it was launched in August of 2017. Um, it, it it's a it's one of those smaller films. This actually is. Uh, directed by a, a, a famed director, uh, Steven Soderbergh. So you know Steven Soderbergh, you know all the films that he's done in the past. Well, for those um, of us who don't know, what are some of the films he's done? Uh, some of the films that uh, Steven Soderbergh has done. Um, he has Does done he not know either? movies. He's, he's, he's done... Um, you caught me off guard. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't anyways, think I'm going to make this too easy on you, do I? Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, but just to, just to name a few few highlighted films that you might know, you have the Oceans films, you know, 11, 12, and 13. Oh, no wonder it uh, feels like Oceans uh, 11. Uh, so yep. you have, he's done Magic Mike, uh, Side Effects, um, Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, um, just to name some notable oh, okay, films. Okay, so I'm that seeing where Channing Tatum, Chan, Tatum is, uh, is in there. I can't. Bleh. Words <laughs> and things. Tatum. Which one of those <laughs> films person. has he done with Adam Driver? Um, none from looking at the list. Huh. So this is first. 
Okay. So, but yeah, it is a uh, it uh, when it came out, it was on the it was on the indie circuit, so it got a lot of praise uh, from the from the film goers out there, and so it's got, it got a lot of, a lot of a lot of buzz. It didn't make a lot of movie money because of it being you know a smaller film coming out in August, and everybody that knows August is the dumping ground. Maybe not this year because of what's been going on, but. Which we got a couple of news news articles to to go over with that. Yeah, but so, but yeah, it it, it did fairly well for being a small film. It, okay. it got the buzz, it got the recognition from, from critics and fans of the of the genre. So it it did what it needed to do. All right. So what's the Rye rating on this? The Rye rating um, is overall, it's a heist film, so it has a lot of the predictable beats, the setups, and and the genuine outcome that you would expect. But it's the journey and watching these two brothers pull off this heist of trying to, you know, figure out how it's going to happen, come out that makes it an enjoyable film. So I gave it a three point five out of five. It's, it would be a, worth seeing as a matinee at the theaters. Okay. But it's available on Amazon Prime, so I definitely would uh, recommend it to anybody that likes heist films or right. even likes NASCAR because it's kind of funny what they do. NASCAR's got a wonderful history by itself, which is a whole another yeah. conversation. So yeah. what what's next on that one? Because I'm thinking it might help out for next time. Is like all all four of us catch the same film if it's via either Amazon Prime, Netflix. Oh, I have I haven't figured out what I'm gonna watch next. Okay, it what was, about you guys? Just... Let me let me open it up to you guys. Is there a movie that you've been wanting to see or wanting to get Rise opinion on since we're doing this rewind thing that you guys have access to that we could uh, kind of see? It's like have a have a group discussion on. Uh, have you already done the one uh, Pacific Rim 2? Uh, I've not watched Pacific Rim 2. Is it available uh, on one of the streaming platforms? I think it's available on Netflix. So, um, so take a look. No. Take a look. Also throw that out to the chat. But, if there's any, if there's a movie recommendation from the chat, by all means, toss it in the chat. And, you know, We'll see if we can't put it I on our radar. In, uh, yeah, I did mention earlier in the pre-show that uh, Trolls World Tour does come out in one of these two weekends on on VOD. So yeah, it comes out this Friday on VOD and theater. Yeah, and to be honest, I wasn't too happy with the first one, so I'm not exactly jumping in line to see the second one. I've never seen the first one, so From but saw, uh, I like saw I said, a commercial a for the of... first time either today or yesterday for that, and it seems like it's. Oh, there's all kinds of different tribes of trolls. Let's go check them out. And each one has a different musical style. Like the the centaur ones are country music. The, <laughs> the sparkly ones are hip-hop or disco. It's just like, oh, okay. Guess what the emo ones are. Mm. <laughs> Stereotype much? <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, are y'all interested in checking out this uh, this heist film? Are you a fan of heist films, uh, Bograza or Saladin? Uh, yeah, I like the heist films. I'm not or I even let me let me let me rephrase this: Are you a fan of British? Yeah, Monty Python, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> recommend this to you because when you're watching this, you're going to be like, "Holy, holy crud! This is British humor in a redneck <clears throat> setting. This is awesome." Sounds great. Alright, definitely have to put that on the radar to check out. It is on Amazon Prime, people. So if you have Amazon Prime, check it out. Alrighty, so what other what other shows and movies have we been watching? 
You guys, well, we were talking earlier, you guys are still watching through Westworld, right? Yes, uh, we're close to finishing season two. One one episode. One episode? Okay. How how you liking season two so far? It's a wild ride. Mm. Everything that you would want in a, uh, in a series. A lot of mind stuff. Uh, surprises. Yeah, I, rec- I, realize, I recently realized I still have access to HBO, even though I thought I turned that off. Um, oh, whoops. There is uh, something, unless you put it on there. the news notes. HBO there. is offering like, well, like 500 free hours. Hours, yeah. Yeah, Saladin of HBO it's, content. And then uh, they have like some things that are There's 500 hours, and there's certain movies that if they play on HBO, you can watch them. Otherwise, you can't. Because I, I stumbled across Alita Battle Angel, so I finally got to see how that ended, because I missed the ending when I was in theaters. And yesterday, I watched Day After Tomorrow, and then went old school, because I've been having to, having an itch to find and watch this movie, and that is The Abyss by James Cameron. Oh, yeah. That's a good That's one. Classic. That's a great one. I was yeah, disappointed was it wasn't the extended edition, but... I have that film so well documented in my in my mind's eye that I saw the scenes that were that are in the extended edition and played through how those dialogues went each time. But nice. I was like, I had my had my had uh, my daughter watch it with us, and it was just she hadn't because she hadn't seen a lot of those older films, and I was like, they just don't make films like The Abyss anymore. Can't spell. The Abyss. That's a. I love that film. But, uh. Yeah, so it was those two shows. Oh, and I watched Onward. Because that that was on Disney Plus. I got sick. I actually sat through more of that than I did the 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 Will Smith Aladdin. I'm gonna be honest. There was a couple of times I had to ah. I had to stand up and go get my drink from the other room because <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this so, is corny. How did how did how did you like onward? Um, as when I reviewed it a few weeks back. Um, are, are, you, to, uh, are you close to what I said or no? You I'd have to reread your review on that, but I thought it wasn't bad. It was definitely one of the more <coughs> unique Pixar films, because I really what I like most about Pixar stuff is when they do their in their unique stories. Yeah, not a re and and most of them, pretty much all of them are, but this one's really kind of unique. And I love how it's that whole play on uh, um, fantasy and 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 all that fantasy type stuff, which is relevant right now in pop culture. Let's be <coughs> honest. But, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I like how Chris Pratt and, and uh, Tom Holland interact. Um, it's definitely predictable. You kind of see how it's going to going to go after a certain point. But I still like how the you know the the play on things. It's like this big epic quest, and wait a minute, they're back at high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I said it. it it's like that, that that movie is a gamer's paradise with all the little subtle references. Oh yeah. So, lots of lots of great references for D and D and fantasy and all of that. And then of course you know the the, the typical Pixar games like which scene where where's the Pizza Planet truck? 
where you know where's uh uh joe Ra- uh, uh ratzenberger which which yeah. character is he voicing in this one <laughs> so it is a good segue into one of the other topics oh yes by all means lead us on that segue no i mean like for you oh you mentioned- you mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, we'll roll into State of Game and all that. Um, I'll, I'll skip the music thing for this one. But uh, going into State of Game, the uh, I was looking out through Facebook, checking my various uh, site stuff, and one of the first things I, one of the first things I came across my de- my radar this morning was. Uh, Wizards, Wizards has put out their the starter edition starter adventure Lost Minds of Fell Endeavor uh, as a free module on D and D Beyond until May fifth to try and again encourage a lot of those stay at all, uh, people still playing even though there's social distance and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is on one of my podcast support groups trying to connect with other people in this new industry I'm getting we're getting into. And somebody had made a post. Hey, is there any D and D podcast looking for players? And I was like, <clears throat> I'm actually thinking about starting a D and D podcast. And then he's like, If you're in- if you are, I'm interested in playing. I'm like, Okay, do you have a profile on D and D Beyond? He goes, What's that? Go. <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> just go go check it out it, it's great resource and, and whatnot but it's interesting it's like all this stuff with D and and especially this virtual distancing stuff it's like trying to get in and i'm actually seriously thinking about starting a D and D D show um so anybody who watches this you know feel free to comment or what do you guys think i know saladin's in one of my games that we do uh, he's a uh, Dragonborn Nerdin. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's been so, a while since I played D&D. So yeah, I think I might try and get that going. Uh, I'll do some more research on that. Maybe get something started later this month, beginning of next. Just, you know, do a D&D show. I'm thinking about that. I mean, rather it's strictly, uh, purely online, because I don't want to... Some, some of my groups may not want to have their stuff put out there like that. But it has been something I've been kicking around when it comes to just being diversified and having a bunch of different things out there is like something to grab. And who knows? Yeah. I might, you know, might get lucky like Realmsmith and you know be able to you know chat with with uh with some of the the big wigs of the community and the creators to kind of work on stuff. You never know. Definitely. <clears throat> so that's the other thing I've been watching is Realmsmith's Into the Mist, which is their Curse of Strahd campaign, and it's like. That, they were supposed to wrap that up last month at a convention, but the convention was obviously closed because of COVID. So they did the thing online, and they had Matt Mercer and Matthew Lillard as guests on the show, uh, on their season finale of that. So I was like, ooh, I want to see how this goes. Oh. But That's interesting. I think so. I, I like the idea of doing it. I know I was considering getting one of the Realm Smith boxes just because it's a prepackaged D and D adventure each month, and over six months you have a full campaign. So and they give oh, yeah. you everything you need and whatnot. So I was like, mm, yeah, it's right up my alley as a tabletop crafter and you know getting into miniatures and stuff. But uh, looking at this, um, the next thing it's uh, Nintendo reportedly planning on Mario remaster for Switch. 
to yes. celebrate Mario's uh, 35th anniversary. I didn't realize I'm older than Super Mario. Wow. That is interesting. Amazing, I isn't it? it? I mean, if thinking about it, it's like Super Mario Brothers versus, yeah, like, you know, kids, Mario so first like, appearing oh, yeah. in Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jumpman Mario. So what's your, uh, what, what... What do you think about this uh, article? Because I know Rye sent it, so... I'm excited for it because, you know, I meant like uh, Nintendo is notorious for repackaging their, their games constantly over and over and over. Yeah. But just to kind of get all those games... One, I'm okay with something like this because it's the 35th anniversary. It's another one of those big 5, 10 anniversaries. And the fact that you're going to have a lot of these games on the Switch... Like, uh, they updated the, the article saying that uh, it's being reported that Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and the Mario Galaxy games are going to be uh, added into this special anniversary collection. Which um, I think as is good. The Super Mario 3D World and a few others. Which is good, because so. way back going, um, way back right before the end of the original Nintendo's run, there was, you could get Mario, Mario 2, and Mario 3 all on the same cartridge. Yeah. And be able to do that, and then you know, getting into some of the like the lost episodes and things like that. But you know, I think Mario is quintessential to gaming as far as in the sense that without Mario, you probably wouldn't have go home consoles because that's what kind of saved the home whole uh, video game industry was Mario. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but in my humble opinion from my childhood, Mario is what saved video games. Mario saved the world. <laughs> um, as for my favorite uh, Mario game, I'd probably be the one uh, with the flying suit, like Mario Bros. Super Mario Brothers 3. You got a yes. slight echo going on there, Grazo. Oh, sorry. Oh. There we go. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Um, which one did you say? The flying suits? Yeah, the, the flying suits from Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, the raccoon suit. Which yeah, is so weird, because like, wait a minute, raccoon flying? What? <laughs> There's hey. a history behind that. They were originally like, they're called tanukis. Ah. And you know the history of tanukis in Japan. You know why everyone was like, ah! I, Mario yeah, 3 I, I, I like a lot. I liked Mario 3. I didn't actually play a whole lot of the uh, 64, the uh, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, all that, the later console stuff, but I've only... The early console, I think Yoshi uh, was the newest one I played. Maybe a little bit of Yoshi's Island 2. Or Yoshi's Island, was I played a little bit of that. But for me, it's like Mario and or Mario 2 and Mario, uh, Mario Super Mario World were like two of my favorites. Mario 3 was good, especially once you figured out how to bypass a lot of the levels and go straight to 8. What about you, Gros? Yes. What about you, Saladin? What's your favorite Mario experience? Okay, flip the mics around so you can talk. There yeah, we yeah. go. <laughs> Dr. Mario. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Now, the reason for Dr. Mario, okay, is not because I was really good at the game. It's because of sentimental. Me and my mom used to play it all the time. Well... It and has I mean, such that a great music beat. And of course, who doesn't want to see those those viruses dancing? Yes. But I mean, 
it was one of the most played games in our household. Because anytime we would sit down and my siblings weren't around, me and my mom would sit down and sit there and ram out probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight rounds and see who got the top. <laughs> nice. She usually won. But, yeah. I got close. Got really close <laughs> to beating her. But, you, you got know close. my mom. That, that's all I, that matters. I, you got close. Yeah. But, I mean, Dr. Mario, if I had to do any other games for Mario, it would probably be Mario Kart 64. Because we had a 64. And that was our other game that we played all the time. Yeah. I like so, the Mario... The, the If we're branching out outside of Mario Brothers, there's also... Mario Party. Those are oh, always yeah. uh, those are always good times, especially the little mini games. Yeah. So. But yeah, those are the ones that I played most of the time, and those are the ones I would, I would probably make an emulator <gasps> to to actually probably play them again. But from what I understand, the way the trademark law works is if you have the cartridge, you have rights to the game. Oh, yes. And I probably still have the cartridge. <laughs> well, Sounds it wasn't good. a cartridge. Investigations. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yoshi Safari. Uh, using the Look scope. at that. Got it. Look. Look right there. Wait, right there. Wait. It's not working. What do you do when it's not working? <laughs> Aren't Come you on. the man? No, Gross did it. I don't have to. He pantomimed it for us. <laughs> I remember. Alrighty. So our next story is uh, looks like some more Nintendo news. And that is the Outer Worlds is coming to Switch this June. Uh, Rai, you probably oh, yeah. played the most of it of the four of us. Is this a good oh, thing yeah. or a, a, or the or another sign of the of the end times? Um, I'm going to side with this is exciting news for the Switch, and it just adds more uh, credence to how amazing that system is. Not only has Nintendo managed to not... You know, Nintendo has all their first-party games, so you know they're going to have a good list of games to play. Zelda, Mario, yeah. this little pink thing back behind me will be Kirby. on there. So, yeah. Um, but also, the thing is, the Switch has been a, a bedrock of a lot of indie games. Like, you just go through that e-store, and you can just... Just go one day and just find like 30 new ones every day. And also what the one thing that Nintendo's been having a hard time over the last few years is getting those third party games. Even if they're older or not, or they have been getting a lot of ports to the system. You know, you have the Witcher 3, you had um Skyrim, you had Doom, you have a few others. This one right here is another big win because like you said, I've been playing a lot of Outer Worlds and I'm almost done with the game. I'm in the last part. And it gives uh, credence that this machine can handle some huge games because this game is very deep, very introspective, and very dialogue-driven and choice-demanding because of the the open worldness of the RPG. Cool. So it just it just adds a more variety and more choices on why you, you know you can get the Switch and have some fun. Nice, nice. Alrighty. And on a side note, that's a really good game. That's a really good game. I keep meaning it. to go back to it. I probably will. Some probably will in the next <laughs> few days. Alrighty. Uh, next story is uh, 
this one was just recently, like today, it was uh, PlayStation 5's controller has been uh, talked about. Yes, I seen that. Um, there so was. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us about this one? You're 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 a good technophobe. That controller. I'm looking up the article now because I actually had it pulled up. Okay. Um, is that one of the ones that were posted in here? Yes. See if it's uh, the same one. Third one. Uh, third one under video games. Let me see. If Better it's the same. Yes. This is a no. This is a different article. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, this this controller, if they keep it the way that they want to plan this, it's actually going to be a very nice controller for feeling. Okay. Because it's going to allow you better control for the most part, believe it or not, because I, I, of the buttons. Because yeah, PlayStation the the 4 controller is good. I like the feel yeah. of the PS4 controller. Well, because they're going to do smooth buttons, the buttons are going to be a lot smoother. If you take a look at some of the images that they have, um, you'll see yeah. that they're only raised a hair where you can actually feel them a lot better. But before, when you're going across some of the controllers, it had that rubbery feeling. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't slide on it, which was great. Problem was, if you're sliding your thumb around, it hindered you from sliding it around so you could do multiple controls at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. we all know those up, up, down, down, right, right. Doing those fancy movements would not help you at all. Yeah, fighting um, guy, fighting games are not friendly on the PlayStation controller. Yes, this is and it's because of that. Now, also, they've actually moved some of the controls so they're a little bit closer. The thumb pads, if I'm not mistaken, they were talking about it in the article I was reading, that they, they only moved them like two millimeter closer. But with those two millimeters closer, your fingers are more natural. Instead yeah. of that just a little bit out of whack when you're playing on a game. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the biggest things when you compared to the uh, the PlayStation controller and the Xbox controller. It was so it's it's subtle, but the distance it can yes. totally see that. And if they're if they get that closer and closer, where you really can't tell the difference, then it just really does become down to personal preference. Do you want the D pad? Or do you want the the left side with the D pad close or the uh, joystick close? Because that looks well, like it's also, really the only difference between the well, two. Well, no. This one actually... Um, okay, so you know Rumbles. They have the Rumble Pack inside yeah, the yeah. handles and stuff. They're going to do a tactile feeling in your R2 and R, 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 L1. Oh, okay. So when you're pulling it, you'll actually have the tension of actually doing it instead of that, eh, okay, you hit it. It's just a trigger. You, now you're going to have that fine movement that you had previously, but you never had the feeling of it. They're going to add that. So, I mean, even with this article, I'm kind of skimming it over as I'm talking. So I oh, think, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, they're saying about the same thing, uh, but the one part they haven't said anything about is they're moving the thumb... Um, I can't think of what you want to call them. Not the thumb pads, but the... the analog sticks. Yeah, analog sticks. They're moving them just a hair closer. I don't think this article has said anything about it. 
You um, can tell that you get closer by just looking at that image. Yeah, I mean, they are closer, but the part that really got me was that they actually moved, like, the start buttons and stop button and that kind of stuff as well. So they're easier to hit. You don't have to actually let go of your controller and, or try to reach over to hit that button. They moved them up on the top. So you might, you're possible to hit them with your, like, index finger or even your thumb while you're on, like, the triangle or the up pad. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it makes it a little easier. So in some of those situations, you're like, oh, God, I got to pause for a second. Or something happens and you have to restart or you don't have to try to let go and kind of lose that grip. Because I know that was part of the cause of some gamers is you're like, you lose that perfect grip. And you try to get it back, and it, it it's not coming back. Oh, all. yeah. Totally. I totally see that. So, I mean, with this controller, if... I mean, I even am... I'm a PC person. Exactly. I admit it. Which is yes. why I, I'm, I'm listening intently to your opinions on this. Because <laughs> you give but, me a hard time all the time about the fact I can only game on a console. I'm not <laughs> part of the PC master race. But with this controller... Um, I see that I, me personally, would probably try to play it a little bit more. Um, as long as it actually goes to a PC, I would still be on my PC because I don't have a console. But if this controller was adapted to a PC, Even I could so, see myself using a few years ago, just, just released an app so you can stream to a PC and you can connect it as a Bluetooth controller or via the USB yes. cable. So whether it's but Xbox it's not... or or PlayStation, you can connect them to the computer and use them as as your device. I have but one. I, I have a PlayStation this? Four controller. Well, I bought even though I don't have a PS Four, but I bought it specifically to connect as a Bluetooth remember, controller to my computer. PS Five. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to have that functionality. Remember how it. I don't see they're being I mean, it's, all proprietary. It's essentially right a computer now. in a box anyway. You try telling a console player that and then they'll freak I out. I am a console player and I'm telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over here, as long as I can play my games, I'm good. Right? Yeah. Bottom but, line is gameplay. We're all gameplay. Well, so with this one, I would say go and look into it more. But with the aspect of that this is coming from a PC player, that mouse and keyboard, but from just my review and looking at this thing, I would say I would probably be getting that one of these. Okay. At least the controller. Because that controller does bring back some memories of the old Nintendo. Where that that simple little stupid controller you're sitting here like this you're talking about og xbox or are you talking no i'm saying just... nintendo oh nintendo. nintendo oh oh okay nintendo controller that little pad where it had no rubber points to it where you could hit them buttons and where you only had go. the two you only had the two the a and the b and then you had the a b x y and then the the bumpers yeah so it's like yeah i got a whole drawer full of them <laughs> but it draws me back to that kind of feeling which is good i i, I think that'll be a, a definite step in that direction 
Plus, everybody's working on ergonomics and console and gaming is becoming such a routine thing. I mean, we've done yeah. a couple of different stories about like the fact they're doing gaming clubs at schools and actually having a gaming league at the college level now. Oh, so, yeah. I think this is probably one of those times, aside from the colleges all closing, still be a great time for those markets. Because you don't yeah, have to be in the same room to do this. No. It's, yeah. It's Gamers Unite. Controllers changing ergonomic functions because you have like the esports aspect where you have um, people wanting to be able to maintain their players' health with mm -hmm. their hands and all of that. So having the, the, the company realize that there, there's this a legitimate sports aspect where they can uh, focus the controllers to be more comfortable, reliable, and easier to use. Benefits the, the sports teams and their player base. Okay. Well, now that we've talked about some game news, let's talk about what, let's take a few minutes to talk about what we've been playing. I know I've been doing uh, <laughs> Division 2 and Monster Hunter World. And Monster Hunter World was a rough one because I hadn't touched it in a year. It got back. Oh, yeah. it took me a few minutes to get back into the groove. Finally, uh, on my hunts last week, I was able to take out all the monsters that I've been at struggling with a year ago. And then last night was Division 2, which for the most part was uh, pretty good because it was uh, me, Rai, and then another uh, gamer I met, uh, KT. Uh, the three of us were rolling through this, rolling through and I think that was my longest stream yet at four and a half hours. Yeah, we we we, we went late last night, yeah, but uh, we so did a lot so of damage. The last part, that last mission, sucks so much because we're right in the middle where it's getting hot, and all of a sudden my Xbox shuts off. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just like all I hear is like a player has left the group, and then I look to my left, and then uh, K two looks at it right, and it was like, did Scooby get disconnected? And then I my phone goes off and says Xbox turned off. I was like, well. Got to hold down the fort till he gets back. <laughs> on fire, and we're getting blown by flamethrowers. Yeah, it was it, 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 it was a rough mission, but we finished it. What about you guys? What have you been playing? I know it's a PC so, Master Race and all that. Well, I am going to show here real quick this. So here is Risk of Rain Two. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to read off what it has on here. Other people can see it more likely, but the classic multiplayer roguelike Risk of Rain returns with an extra dimensional and more challenging action. Play solo team up to four or three other friends, so four player, um, and you're going to fight your way through monsters, hordes, unlock new loot, and, and escape the planet. So what it is is you're dropped on the planet in an escape pod. Um, so now that is this is like a survival crafting type thing. Kind of like no, a... no crafting. Uh, but for the most part, you're going to be just when you go around, you're going to be finding. Um, here's a shot of more of the battling, but there is. So off to the side here. You might be able to see some of them, but yeah, I see some. For the of most them. part, uh, do so me a favor. Put a link in our show notes so that 
people can come and check this game out on the because I can see you're on the Steam market Steam uh, marketplace. Yes, um, and it, it runs currently at twenty bucks, so it's actually a really good um, buy. And it looks like it's an early access game. Correct. Okay. It is, um, and it it works really well. Um, I've I've been playing it for well. Doesn't tell me when I actually purchased the game yet, uh, but it is a single player. You can play it single player, online PvP, um, online co-op. It does have controller control. Okay. So you have controller inputs. You can use a um, Steam controller to play it. Okay. Uh, it works on the Steam Cloud, which means that you can do all your saves, everything. So I can log into someone else's computer with my account and log right in and not lose any content. It's all there. Okay. Um, now it does have one thing that is kind of fun is the remote play on TV. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. You can already know what I what I've been thinking. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so then again, Ra, you're a little broken up. I was just singing along with the fun stuff. Ah. So, but it's it's one of those games um, that it was released in March, um, and I think I got it just after it was released. So it's been about a year now in early release. Okay. So this game is, I mean, in my review of it, I would say it's a really good uh, time killer. This so is something you should you should definitely if it comes up on any of the sales, pick it up and grab it. Um, yes, but keep in mind that it's a different playstyle than most people are used to. What's a sim? What's a what's another game of a similar style? Um, for a comparison, because gamers or anyone listening is like, yeah. this sounds like a really good game, and I'm getting the vibe that it's a survivalist type game. But it's not a crafting one, so it's probably not something like so, Terraria or Minecraft or no. Uh, um, I mean, are we talking doing... like arc similarity or so? No, no. So what you're doing is you're running around and there's chests on the ground. Well, after you kill mobs, you get coins or gold. Okay. And when you're running around different mobs and different uh, levels, so you're you're trying to get to a teleporter to teleport yourself off to this off this world and you go to another one and you continue this it's an endless game all right sounds kind of like a classic zelda yes kind of like that but it's not only not top down eight bit no that yeah that's kind of what it feels like or based on your description so am i getting getting kind of close in that something similar to that because i want to make sure it's like if anyone's going to pick this up what are they going to get into since you're warning them this is a different style of play? You know, it, it's sure. so some players, some games have multiple buttons and multiple things that you can do. You can change all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Hot this keys, one things is, like that. This one is basically you're going to hit your left, right mouse button and the Q and R. Those are the buttons you're going to be hitting. That's it. What's Q do? Uh, that's your equipment key. That's okay. what I was talking about with the one quest that I've been trying to work on. 
So you can go to a chest and get this equipment. My main thing is I like to look for the rocket ones. Um, it's a rocket pellet. You hit the queue and it shoots off rockets off my back and it auto homes to kill monsters around me. Okay. And what's the, but the problem key? is our key um, is your special dependent on your character. Okay. So, so we got different um, classes. Yes. Different classes. So what I'm going to do is let Volg take over for some of this stuff. And yeah, I've right. given off enough stuff for now. All but... right, Raza. Ball's in your court, my man. All right, so like what Solomon says, it's a very exciting game. You get four people. Also want to say a side note, this is available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox as well. So it's already out on there on those markets, so check it oh, out. Oh, nice. Kind of like how Subnautica was out there yeah. as early it's, access. Yeah, it's not cross-platform yet. Maybe it will be, but right now you can do peer-to-peer, -peer, so you could play with uh, Rye on Xbox. Maybe um, we can add it to our bucket. I am yeah, picking exactly. that. Now the the interesting thing is is when you 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 basically pick your survivor and you land on the planet and you have it, as time progresses the difficulty scales up. This is what's called a roguelike. So basically when you die you start all the way over again. But the the goal is to build have a build. So like you have a character who has a specific skill set, you know, a specific set of skills. And you get equipment to help synergize with your particular character build. Okay. And if you, have, if you know what your friend's playing, you're like, okay, this item was probably better for them. I'll let them pick it up because it's it's a limited set of loot. Now, All right. one oh, person. Real quick, real quick. So. Okay. Sal said this was single player, but you're right. al you're kind of alluding to that you could have. No, yeah, it is. Group. It, 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 you can play solo if you want to, but it is up to four players. Okay, so it's a four. So you do have a co-op, not a straight yeah. PvP. Yes. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's what I was right. So okay. up to four players, and then you have you all land on the, the thing once, but uh, the boxes, the the stuff that you have to get by killing monsters is limited. There are only so many. So if one person goes around taking all the boxes, everybody else is not going to have enough damage ability to, ah. to win. So you have to split up the loot and, and, and use tactics or whatever. Uh, to help you know, true co-op other team it's yeah pure co-op so the more as as time progresses the, the harder the difficulty the faster it progresses so it starts off with you know like easy normal and then gets up to at a certain point it goes i see you i'm coming for you and then ha 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 and that's it once it gets done ha 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 yeah, you go for, a, like, I've gone four hours deep into ha-ha-ha land, and <laughs> only boss monsters spawn. No little small mobs show up anymore. It's just straight-up boss monsters. So, it like, feels like, well, well, we're running like through that. with Division. Right now, we walk the streets of D.C. We're not getting a whole lot of the low-tier people. We're getting all the right. upper-tier peeps in, like, threes and fours. <laughs> Oh yeah, they are. They are teaming up and have a special gear, and we are definitely have to coordinate in there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great game. It's a tie if you want to like you know, especially during the quarantine, you want to waste a lot of time or you want to make time go by faster. This game definitely for you. Uh, replayability is great. They keep adding lots of great stuff. There's unlockable things. The quest that. Uh, Sal's talking about is not technically a quest, but basically, when you land in your drop pod, 
you have to, you don't start with all the characters unlocked. You have to go and do challenges to unlock them. So the challenge is to take this capacitor fuel cell that's in the back of your drop pod, put it on your back, and then make it to the hell level, and then get to the top of the hell level where this plant thing is, and stick the fuel cell in there. And if you take too much damage, it goes boom, and you have to start over. Fun. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I like it. So you have to avoid damage, but also kill the boss monsters somehow. <laughs> so if you're a melee character, it's pretty hard. All right. So anyone, just real quick kind of PSA on this is like anyone listening to the audio version of the show uh, while Valgrasa is being just discussing this, uh, Saladin is running through the uh, artwork on uh for the game and some of the little videos yeah. so i'm kind of seeing those okay. as we're talking about it. it's like the graphics look nice i mean they don't oh, it's, look it's very, very over com complicated and they don't look too simple either no, no. it looks like a nice blend i'll let Sal continue on this for the graphics so for this one it is very basic there's not it's not gonna be a oh my god amazing graphics but it's not going to be the blah, you could tell the graphics crappy. These graphics are not bad at all. Even the animations are kind of scary. I had to turn my animations down. Um, for one instance, if for those that are watching the stream or watching the video can see on there right now, this is called a magma worm that you're seeing. This thing is horrendously a pain in the royal arts because it does go underground. Well, also the thing is, if you're up close to this thing and you have two or three of these things going, your eyes are going blurred because oh, wow. all you're seeing is this red thing going all over the place and it's driving you nuts. All right, so well. I've actually had to turn them down because certain situations, there's so much going on it's actually not beneficial to have higher graphics. And I mean, the graphics goes up to ultra and it gives you great detail. Now, what you're seeing on the video is not giving it justice to a point because it's being decoded and recoded and stuff like that through our voice chat. But it's still, overall, though, it, lo it, it, it looks pretty good. It looks like some of the other ones we've seen where it's like, this, they're, they're not so much focused on how hyper realistic we can make the characters, yes. but a palette that works for the scale in which you're playing. And the collecting. Yes, and for this now, I remember you said that you you got it confused and said, "Oh, it's only single player." No, the key features I'm reading directly from them, uh, from their store page. Uh, it's play for. Play four player. Wow, they even messed up this thing. I, they got me screwed up on that. <laughs> four. Stop. Okay. Four player co op seamlessly through Steam, meaning no more port forwarding. So, some of the games that you've played previously, you have to do port forwarding to get those connections working. Well, and in some cases, it happens in the back end nowadays that people don't even realize it goes to that kind of stuff. But this one plays directly through Steam. There's no port forwarding that anybody has to do. Okay. Or even clogs up your that. But 
There's 75 items at the time of this that you can unlock. So you have a base set of items that you can collect while you're playing the game, right? Like, I believe it's like 50... <laughs> so it's like 50 or 60 that you can collect normally standard. But over time, there's 75 of them that you can unlock that'll actually give you more abilities, more skills. So there's one that we, that's a teddy bear. Now, it's kind of funny because the sound for this is freaking hilarious. So you're getting hit and it'll block damage from happening to you. You get a, like a 20% or 10% chance of it blocking damage. Well, every time it blocks damage, just think of a squeaker that you would hear in a dog toy or a stuffed animal or something like that. So all you're hearing is squeak, 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 squeak. What's happening a lot here? Yeah, it is friggin' hilarious. Okay. So the, the, the sound effects alone are phenomenal itself so you can tell what's going on without even seeing what's going on okay sounds good uh so you have to get some more time in and tell us more about it um but uh all right one last thing the, the most interesting aspect about the game is the when you are collecting items they visually show up on your character so oh, nice like if you have like you have like a soda can, it's there on your belt or somewhere, and it, it depending it changes based on the character. Oh, that's um, cool. There's this like dog one, and you get like a steak that after you kill an enemy, it gives you health, and it's in his mouth, and he's just like there, and it's like, oh, it's so cute. It's you know, you pet the little doggo with the steak, and then the more items you get, the more they show up. But it's only one per like you get a stack of them, so it just stays in that one location, so it's not a bunch of stuff. Well, still, I mean, that looks better. It's not. That's definitely nice that they went through and made, took the time to to render that. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I just have a backpack and ten different swords in my back. Yeah, you can look <laughs> at your friend and know. Oh, hey, that's a really cool build. Nice. Alrighty. Well, uh, any other gaming tidbits or gaming experiences? Um, I'll hit quick notes. Uh, yes, please. For me, like outside Division Two on both systems. Um, I've been uh, diving deep into Outer Worlds, so I've been um, getting towards the end of that game, so it'll free up some time to sneak in another game, the one you keep telling me I should take out of the wrapper. Um, if not, Days send Gone. your PlayStation over to me with that game, and I'll play it for you. Hmm, maybe not, but um, there is another game that I am definitely, definitely thinking of getting to sneak into that empty slot, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I can't. That might, that's but... that's gonna that is gonna be so good. I can't wait to watch the yeah. uh, video on it. So I am going to probably pick that up. It's leaning toward a yes, but I don't know when I'll pick it up. But it probably I'll sneak in there, but. The next game I'm probably going to play is Days Gone because I'm almost done with Outer Worlds, and I've been uh, playing a little, quite a few indie games on the on the on the Switch. So, okay. Just random games, including uh, going back and playing Torchlight 2, just because I, I love that game. You can loot forever in that game. So. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think about throwing down on that again. But uh, oh, got a Phoebe joining us, or she's something. <laughs> Terrible. Hi there. It's a hairball. 
Ah, All right. Let's move into some of our other news topics. We got quite a few in the uh, entertainment side, movie side. You got a um, let's see. The first one is uh, another night, another uh, casting news for the Mandalorian season two. Oh yes. Uh, recently, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show, but recently there was a uh, they announced Rosario Dawson is going to play a live action version of Ahsoka Tano, which definitely had. I'm definitely curious to see how they're going to pull that off. Um, and then this latest one is we're getting, uh, Michael Bean from, uh, ironically, I just watched the abyss last night. That's, uh, Michael Bean's in that one. He's in aliens. He's in Terminator. So quite a few sci-fi franchises. Plus he was the, if I remember right, he was the antagonist in Far Cry 3. So what do you guys think about that little tidbit of news? I think it's a that think it's pretty cool. He's going to be playing a uh, uh, a bounty hunter. Um, no no details about what that character is, so it remains sparse. But just to be interesting, they have an opposite bounty hunter that parallels our main cat character. So, mm-hmm. Sal Val, what do you guys think? Uh, I don't know too much about um, the Mandalorian. So I mean, other than excited that the the, the acting capacity of the show is increasing with more talented actors as a very exciting uh, proposition Definitely. for the for the show itself to continue on it looks like it's doing really good and i'm actually kind of excited to, to eventually get to see it sometime. what about you sal michael bean being added to the cast remember i uh good Okay. <laughs> Remember, I actually am not. I don't. I don't want to put this gently. I'm sorry, Rye. I don't care about who's playing what. I watch it for the content. Well, do, so oh, until okay, I so... see the content, until I see the content, I can't give you an opinion. Okay. So I mean, I don't care who's playing it, as long as they can act and do it properly give it justice and the story flows properly i'm not one about, to critique so let it me, so let me ask you in this way um you've uh, i know you've seen films where he's in it what do you think about the content he brings I to the character? who the actor is michael b I, he played hicks in aliens you gotta uh, remember he was coffee in the abyss he was john <laughs> reese in terminator i don't think i don't think you're understanding hmm I don't know actor's name. Okay. What about I, those three characters in I, this name? I treat actors as if they're in that movie. I don't care if they've played other ones. Okay. Because <laughs> the actor can change from from movie to movie to a different, completely different role. I look at that role that they're in, not okay, they've played this movie and they sucky at it. I'm not going to hold that against them because it may not have been their fault. It may have been the person oh, yeah. writing the script. may have been the person that said that, hey, you're supposed to cry in this part when really you're not supposed to cry. You're supposed to do something else. I'm not going to hold that against the actor unless they really blatantly cannot act or say their lines. That's a whole different thing. But as I said, I... I watch the movie or the show 
for the content, not the actor. Fair. If that makes sense. It, do, it does. Fair. It's just trying I, to get I, an idea of like yeah. certain actors bring a certain level to <clears throat> their potential. And um, well, yes, uh, for the longest time, I couldn't tell you who Michael Bean was until I started to pay, realize he's in so many different franchises and has oh, yeah. worked with a lot of interesting people. And that's the thing. I I am not one to get the hype of, oh, this, like, Brad Pitt. You hear, oh, God, Brad Pitt's in this movie. We got to go watch this movie because Brad Pitt. I could care less who's playing who or okay. where they are because I watch the movie for the movie, not for the actors, the director, sorry, Rye. I could care less who does any of that. I watch the movie for entertainment alone. That's it. If it doesn't hit my fancy or put my hairs on end, I I won't watch it again. You know what I mean? I don't. I. Uh, I get you. I get you. Where we you know, that, 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 that 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 we 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 covered that. Understand what you're talking about. <laughs> we uh, we get it, and it's a great perspective because and then. It, it, it's something where it's really hard when, for people. It's like, okay, I watch movies to for the entertainment, but then when you start getting into like what Rye's been doing and offering critiques and reviews, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you're just kind of moving into a more um, analytical approach to the movie, which in for a lot of people can start to detract from exactly what you're saying. The movie Correct. is a piece of entertainment. I mean, the whole reason why The Wizard of Oz was so one of the reasons Wizard of Oz was so successful at the time it came out is because it allowed it, it proved the whole concept of we go to the movie theater to escape because when that movie was released, color was a new thing. The Great Depression was going on, so there mm -hmm. people needed an escape. And that's exactly, and even and fifty years or so later, 50, oh, over seventy years or so later, it's still the fact that people sometimes are really just I want that escape. Is this mm -hmm, show yeah. or is this content going to give me an escape? Going to give me something that is going to distract me from the world around us? Yeah. Yeah, film is a film is subjective, and there's very many different layers of when you have like five people go in to watch a movie, they're going to come with five different perspectives. Yes, but the whole yeah, the whole point of the film is that escape. It's just a matter of what kind of escape are you looking for. Right. I think it's interesting too because you have that 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 whole go to the theaters and experience thing as a group in that setting today is is vastly different than when it was first. You know that first that's movie. true that's that's a very so, good thing which brings us also to you know some of the theaters that are, are around here during quarantine are going to be closed a lot longer than we had over you know planned. good segue good Great segue, segue. Yeah, yeah good segue to the next few articles oh yeah we're gonna go right in well we'll take that segue we'll move right into an article the amc about amc theaters may be closed longer than expected because mm -hmm. yeah i mean first time i think in any of our lifetimes yes. there's no there's been four i think we're in week four no box office numbers yes it's Nothing. been a, it's been it's been like forever in a day 
maybe before even movie chains existed where you had weeks and, of no box office. And right now, the fact that virtually all of them have furloughed 90% of their workforce. Oh, yes. So I think some even furloughed like their CEO. I'm not yes. sure if it was the movie business, but I know I heard that through the grapevine. So, And it's interesting because technology has progressed to the point where you had seen things like it transitioned where blockbuster went under because vhs and people started streaming uh streaming their services where we're seeing possibly the beginning of the end of theater experiences of maybe smaller theaters stuff like that where people would still want to go but people just would rather just stay home and stream because if they're going to go to get a virus or bed bugs lice or who knows what it's well, just safer to be at home one of the things is like I've got. To, I'm curious. What about the fact that are still drive-in theaters in the in the country? Yeah, I wonder how they're doing. That's a good question. I they're mean, they're, um, they're social they're... distancing. They might still be doing things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Drive they, drive uh, drive-in theaters are still going strong. It's just they don't have you know the new movies aren't being released, so they're just recycling old ones. But yeah, because and again that shows a shift, kind of like what Graza was just cool. alluding to. Blockbuster went under because of mail order rent yeah. services mm -hmm. and streaming i mean netflix has been the pioneer on that one but yes. so go ahead for the for the drive-ins i know for a fact that up in upstate new york where i used to live there is three drive-in theaters that are booming with business right now That's it is awesome. the only theaters that were allowed to stay open they got an actual pardon from the governor Due to they were drive-in and they could do the social distancing. And also how their speakers work is through your own radio. So there is better. no contact at all with anybody. And they keep the concession stand closed, of course, because of everything going on. But the only thing that they interact with is an automated system at the front gate to buy a ticket. Because their tickets are actually at five dollars now to watch three movies. That's really good. And they're all the good movies. And there well, are new movies. A drive a, a drive in so, is a great experience regardless because it's an old it's an old school time right. experience. Yes. So and, uh, we were I think we were driving down driving around the other day and we were commenting like Sonic. Sonic's business model mm -hmm. actually hasn't changed. No, <laughs> it's the. I mean, other than the fact that within, let's say, the last three or four years, they all of a sudden added dining rooms onto their thing. But their original business model of being well, a drive-in or dine-in drive-in, you got to remember, like, their dining works fine. Their dining is outdoors still. That's true. They do not have an indoor dining. They have outdoor dining because they're classified still as a drive-in. Oh yeah. Yes. So I mean, they're still it's it's perfect. Their model hasn't changed. They would th they're well, the kind of business that would thrive in this kind of environment. Yep. Yeah. Oh but God. What do you think? So let let's. let's well, at least Taco Bell's not going to win out. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go You're wrong welcome. with that movie. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that movie now. Got a three she sells. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let, let's. So, uh, AMC has an on-demand service. Yes, they do. Um, we know right now the theater, we, we've seen that the major distributors uh, are starting to put their films 
on demand and at a, at a higher rental price, like Invisible Man was twenty dollars to rent right now. Do you do you got what do you guys think about the possibility that the three major movie chain theater chains don't reopen? Real possible. And how, do you say, think that's really good? Do you think the impact is going to be that significant to the whole concept of movie watching? Now, obviously, we've seen in the last few years, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Disney. They have these streaming services. They're making content straight to the service. Uh, one of our articles we're going, to, we're going to get into is how Disney re- uh, put out an updated release schedule and some films that there was going to be in the release for theaters are now going straight to this to their streaming platform well there's other other things that might uh play into the fact of do you want to go here or here so with the fact that you know chains are shut down right now movie theater chains are shut down right now for obvious reasons uh but i i think it's a 50 50 thing where they might uh shut down completely or might not, because the thing is, is that to going on the assumption that nobody's going to go to the theater is saying like that the assumption that nobody's ever going to go out to experience a concert, go to a party, go to a brewery, go to somewhere where there's a gathering. What's going to happen is, is that people are just going to be nervous to go into certain places because a mixture of uh, media sensationalism and, you know, mixed messages from their own politicians. So what amc like you said has got going for them is like even though nobody's going to the theaters they have that on-demand service uh -huh. plus once they kick in the their a-list back in they're going to have that subscription service plus a lot of these big chains not don't just have you know just go to the theater sit and go home there's experiences uh the amc Linhaven right by our house it has a bar it has the imax the dolby cinema has a various different ways of experiencing the movie other than just sitting on your couch at home waiting for waiting for your dogs to bark at you or your kids to yell at you. So there's, there's that experience. Like Bograza said, when you go see a movie like Endgame in the theater with all those people and you get to experience the same emotions, highs and lows with the people that you know love that journey, you can't get that same by just sitting on the couch at home, even wow. though the convenient factor is there. That I understand that fact. Now, thinking about it that way, now for the experience wise now if you think about what about the gaming center are you talking about like uh, dave and buster land party no land party you go out bring your computer to go to a buddy's house or you go to a land party a dedicated area to go yeah. to a land party go and play games at a a land location yeah they got quite a internet cafes yeah but so in that same aspect a lot of the gaming centers because i used to run one that went down real quick the only places that really have gaming centers anymore are are the people that have esports and that kind of stuff and those are really not even for a general public the largest hmm. land party i know of on a regular basis was pax correct yeah. and they, and for and that, that, you didn't was, even bring your computer. They had set up dedicated rooms for you to sit and play in a LAN party. And those were limited. Very limited on 
how long you could play. You could only play for about a half an hour to 45 minutes, depending on what badge you have. Yeah, well, overall, though, do you think, I mean, do you, how long do you think it's going to be, it's going to, this whole shift in the well, in the new market as it come, as we come out of this, because we're going to come out of it, as we so, come out of it, do you, do you think that it's going to be a struggle to get back to what it was the quote-unquote normalcy so, of theater traffic? The, the whole reason I brought that up was the simple fact of they're still going on. Yeah. But yeah. they're very small and very far and few between. Yeah, I don't think every so that's movie the theater is ever going to go away. And that's but the I same think thing. I think They're overall gonna it's going to drop in popularity. What, what, oh, yeah. What's going to happen is this is what's going to happen, which has been happening over the last few years. The theater experience is going to be for the big films, the 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 the, the, the Avengers Endgames, the Star Wars, the, the Mission Impossibles, the James Bonds. Like, those are the movies that are going to start to start to become the ones that you want to see on the big screen that was already happening within the last few years this uh, pandemic has just driven up the fact that hey you have warner brothers universal uh disney they have all these smaller films or all these other films that they can push out to different platforms uh, that the mid-market films the ones back in the day you would see in the theaters like when harry met sally a sleepless in seattle um even like a, a you know, a Quentin Tarantino film like Pulp Fiction. That's considered a mid-tier film where like back in the day they would make a lot of money. Nowadays they're sitting right at the, the middle line of should the studios push this movie out to theaters and be able to recuperate where they can now test the waters with all these streaming services like or the movie I watched and reviewed a few weeks back, Emma, pushing them out to VOD to like, hey, I can actually watch this at home and catch up. And not have it fall through the cracks because I haven't, I couldn't get to the theaters. So uh, let me ask you: Have you seen any numbers on as far as break even with the, some of those films that have gone to VOD? Um, I haven't seen that, but from from the you know just the the inklings through the internet, people are going and watching films that they would normally not see in the theaters, like uh, The Way Back or Emma. Or the hunt, or you know, some of these smaller films that you know aren't getting the the big presses, and only the people that would know about them, the people that follow the film circuit, like me. Okay. So, um, yeah, they are people are like, uh, you know, going through their TVs and VODs, like, oh, this looks like a cool film. Let me watch this because they're in the comfort of the home. So the big studios are going to be testing the streaming services for these mid-tier films or smaller films. And just the other day, a lot of the smaller films that were going to be at the South by Southwest. Are going to be pushed out to amazon prime so there's going to be a lot more eyes on these films that hit the film festival that people will, that hear about them but like i don't have access to them now you do because yeah. of amazon prime that works speaking so. of uh speaking of uh stuff like that let's uh am uh was it netflix is making a live action dragon's lair Woo! i'd be honest i haven't played this but i know the iconography and if I see a clip from it, I, I will recognize Dragon Slayer. Yeah, Dragon Slayer was a big game during the 80s. I was a baby, so I didn't live that era as much as some of the other ones that are around me on this video. But the one thing that stands out is that from the article on Kotaku, Ryan Reynolds is going to star in the film adaptation and produce it too. Just to throw out a name out there. I, 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 I'm kind of liking that. Uh, I actually grew up, uh, my mom had a uh, arcade 
uh, back in the day when I grew up playing in the arcade. Oh, and wow. Dragon Slayer. I got to actually play Dragon Slayer. She would give us a quarter and be like, here you go. Because uh, from what so, I understand, that had some really amazing graphics for the time yeah, period. Hand, anim hand animation was great. Yeah. And uh, was an, I, I liked it. I didn't. I never. I never beat it. But I take my other quarter and play uh, Star Wars Trench Runner, and, <laughs> and then I I just do remissions and be like, hey, this kid's been playing for like an hour doing the, like on on one quarter. And uh, then the other guy's like, hold my beer, watch this, I can do this. And they die in the first one. Like, How is this little kid doing that? You know? Kind of Trade secrets, can't tell you. Saladin, what about you? What's your experience with Dragon's Lair? What do you think about a live action adaptation of Dragon's Lair? No, not, not, not liking the idea? <laughs> Sometimes... Sometimes the unwanted or the unexpected can turn out to be a delightful treat. That's true. I mean, it's a video game adaptation, so it's already got an uphill climb. But I think it. I think as far as a video game, what do you? What are your thoughts on the on the game? I have no idea. Right. That was a well, I'd say I, I have to. I guess we have to defer to Graza being the uh, the expert on the panel. He's actually had the opportunity to play it. I've only seen it, it was, in Stranger Things and a couple of cartoons. It was um, quick time events before it's time. <laughs> nice. That's the best way to describe it. If you didn't do the right the action, you didn't do the right action at the right time. <laughs> game over, buddy. Oh. And there was no way to know. It was like, okay, what are you happening? Go this way. Oh, you died. There, there were tentacle monsters or something like that. Oh well. That's wild. Alrighty. It, yeah. um, That's basically about it. It was quick act, a quick time events before it's time. Nice. All right. Well, our last story on this is a uh, looks like anime Animaniacs reboot. Looks like it's gonna have the original cast. Come oh, back. I am excited. I'm absolutely Animaniacs. excited. Animaniacs. What are we gonna do tonight? I don't know, Brian. Same thing we do. I don't know where we're gonna find Lita House and all stars. I'm. I actually miss Tiny Toons more than I miss Animaniacs. Oh yeah, yeah. Tiny Toons was pretty good though. I must say sixty forty towards Animaniacs because I watched that religiously when I it mean, was on it, TV. It, it was definitely clever and a lot, and and you had to. You, there were some subtleties if you weren't paying attention, you definitely missed. But Freakazoid was ahead of its time for its use of how the internet as a whole would be used. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Into a living meme, basically. It was a meme before. I mean. All right. So I mean, before we uh, move on to, we got two. We got two odds and ends stories. Not that it really matters with all that we've talked about, but anything else from uh, the new our, our list of uh, news articles you guys want to touch on? I know we briefly skimmed over Disney's Marvel, Disney's uh, release schedule, and reference like uh, Artemis Fowl is coming to strictly to Disney Plus instead of being a theatrical release because yeah. of uh, COVID. I, the two cents on the Artemis Fowl is that I think the reason they're pushing it to Disney Plus there's there's a twofold approach to this. One, it was not tracking to making the money that it was expected, so they, Disney was like, let's put it on Disney Plus and get more attention to it. And two, 
the fact that they're putting it on Disney Plus is that it's just adding, it's just so that they have some newer original content on that streaming platform. Because we know Disney Plus has a lot of back catalog, but you know some of the some of the complaints out there is that there's not a lot of original stuff coming out quickly. Well, considering a lot so of the stuff they have in development is now yeah. on hold because you know the world shut down for like the last yeah. Month. So because of all that shutdown and pushing a lot of that product, uh, you know, that those products down the road, this will fill that slot of, you know, okay, we'll put this on uh, on uh, Disney Plus, give it some original stuff, and there you Made go. Get it where the eyes are, basically, yeah. where your audience is. Since everybody's at home, you do it on Disney Plus, it might be, like we've talked about before, become more popular than it would have ever been if it had a theatrical so it's a, it's another one that falls in that thing of hey it'll get more eyes might get more you know word of mouth and get people to watch it but also drive people to their streaming service so that works that. alrighty well and, yeah and the moving the dates of the MCU that was that was going to happen because yeah. they have to keep it on a certain timeline so. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, Grant's gonna shift us uh, six months on some of the films we were originally planning to watch, but yeah, it's all good. Got plenty of stuff to watch and do between then. Last couple of things we have here is uh, these are odd, and that's um, Mountain Dew flavored Doritos. Well, so when you want to hydrate and also watch uh, your your shows that you're trying to catch up on backlog, right? I. Doritos, like Caf- the quintessential or? snack food for gamers. I mean, they've had how many different marketing campaigns have they used where they're targeting gamers? And oh, oh, Mountain yeah. Dew, again, how many different marketing campaigns target gamers with Mountain uh, Dew? Yeah, and now you're I was. To put I was Mountain Dew flavored chips. This is not something I'm going to try. No, I mean, well, like I try it probably either. on stream, maybe, but like. As far as, oh, I'll probably buy it and eat it all the time. You know what? Honestly, I think the next time the f- we all, once this whole isolation things and we could sit at the table, let's put a bowl in front and see how fast it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to eat it two seconds later. Um, um. <laughs> I can't stop. You never know. I mean, sometimes it's like the name sounds really weird, but... Like, once you have it in front of you and you have a chance to try it yeah it's just kind of like i said i'll never drink soda again and then i'm drinking pepsi zeros so yeah see but i I do have the orange drink but hey orange drink has returned (laughs) the orange drink has returned oh good lots of vitamin c Uh, another last thing here (laughs) last thing which uh you know we're all stuck at home so or our our caves and whatever uh can't travel how about you learn a language what is this Babel is 60 percent off oh wow oh yeah off. you can learn a lot of languages well it's funny because we were just talking last time about dub versus sub and that whole thing with that well i guess now you could do this thing with Babel. start learning japanese and practice your japanese by understanding the uh original versions Hot of these anime kiki. See? No idea what you it sounded cool, but no idea. Oh. Uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, I'm going to have to look into that. Ohio Gazaimas. Boku wa jimin desu. That's the extent of my Japanese. Okay, and translation. Abaka. 
Oh, oh, hello, I'm Jamin, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. That's my real name, but anyway. Alrighty. Well, anything else? Uh, burning, burning discussion items. Uh, um, well, I did send like a last second, a last second article we can throw in the odds and ends. I hadn't had a chance to check it out. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and put it in our chat here on Preach, but it is something reported uh, through our local news. Oh, really? Local? Yeah, oh, wavy. Oh, let's do some uh, local stuff. Anything good? Okay. Uh, it says a police department uses eerie sirens from the purge to signal the start of coronavirus curfew down in the Acadia Parish of Louisiana. To get people to go home, they've been blaring this out there. Wow. <laughs> oh. So there you go. A little odds and ends. <laughs> Yep, time to go lock the doors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Admiral so, yeah. uh, Admiral Y11 in the uh, chat is talking about uh, learning German. That's not a bad language to learn. Admiral, hey, how's it going, man? So He's one of our uh, game buddies. Yeah, thanks oh, for yeah. Uh, hanging out with us. Hello, thank you for joining. So, And he references uh, Six Underground, which I know that was a Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix. Yep. I haven't had a chance to check that insane. one out either. I heard it's insane. Yeah, most things Ron Reynolds is attached to, there's a level of crazy that just... Yeah, but also it's directed by Michael Bay, and he was given unlimited money, and Netflix just said, go be crazy, so... Oh, Michael yeah. Bay, so every three seconds there's an explosion. Gotcha. Oh, no, no, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the theatrical. Oh, three that's minutes. Yeah. Unlimited access with Netflix, so it's more of a millisecond explosion. So. <laughs> Every three milliseconds, there's an explosion. Now Maybe we will we... steal this money. Kaboom! And this hot dog is spicy. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Know, I think that about... Uh... Okay. You know, now I'm going to have to check that out. Since he, I, to be honest, I think of Michael Bay thinking explosions, but uh, Admiral's saying it's a, it's a different style than what's uh... usual with Michael Bay. So, hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, have, I saw it on there. I, I think I will check it. Hey, wait. We can we can make that the the movie the of thing. the review, but the raw reviews. I can add it. Six Underground. Yeah. Six there Underground. Go. Everybody got access to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Well, let's do that. Let's, right. uh, let's talk Six Underground next week. Kind of prelude, pre prelude to next week. Thanks for that All suggestion, right. Admiral. All right. I'll I'll throw that on on the deck. Six Underground this weekend. Yeah, I'll make a note Maybe of it too. Movie. I'll make that a mystery because there's a couple Blu-rays I have that I haven't watched. So I might. Uh... There's a comedy sitting in my uh, crate that I want to watch from last year. Oh, okay. I might add that as numero two. Okay. I'll leave it a mystery unless you really want to know. Well, yeah. Maybe it's something else that would I've heard of. Okay. Um, it's that it's that comedy uh, that that came out last year. It was around August, called Good Boys, with the oh, kids. Oh yeah, that's on uh, HBO right now. Yep, I have it on Blu-ray. It's one of the ones that I haven't watched, so I'll probably add, I'll make that movie number two. Because isn't that, I think that one's rated R. Yes. So, so they like are middle school it, kids. Like, a rated R film about middle school kids. Like really? Yes. They said it's like the middle school kid version of Superbad. So. 
I haven't watched Superbad. Superbad. So. Oh yeah, I did hear about that one. Yeah, that seemed Superbad. interesting. But like, you can't watch your own film. Sorry, guys. It's like rated R. Like, oh, <laughs> the children yeah, weren't acting in the bad. movie can't go see because yes the parents said no but we starred in it why because yeah, we're we here on the red carpet for the premiere what's up <laughs> so it's the pg-13 right. it's like five minutes long <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll okay i'll sneak that in <laughs> six underground and good boys that's a good compliment. You have an action film and a comedy. Rated R comedy. With middle yeah. school kids. So, yeah, one of the, another, just a quick thing on the end, it was, uh, one, again, on another podcast support, there was somebody wanting to get a group of us together to just kind of commiserate and chat, and another person was asking about doing a, uh, uh, getting a, a show together to talk about the, how we're getting by through this whole self-isolation. I'd say for us, we've been getting by pretty good with uh, keeping ourselves busy with uh, projects at home, you know, keeping tabs on the uh, the media circuit in terms of what movies and games. National media, I'm really not too busy trying to pay attention on. I think today I watched yeah. the uh, president's briefing, and it's like the first one I actually put it on to listen to. I've been catching a lot of the governor stuff. But I, I usually pay attention to the governor stuff just because yeah. it's it's Local. the state I live in, so it's more closer. Yeah. But I just pay attention to see uh, see the graphs, see the numbers, and see where I can go out to. So. Yeah, because I, I think I think I just like I watching a recent thing from Adam Savage. It's like you know what, just ignoring the media is probably one of the best things to do right now. Because we all know the orders are there till the end of April, or in some cases, the end of Ju the middle of June. Yeah, so, June 10th through here, unless it's rescinded. Yeah, the uh, federal thing was uh, April 30th or whatever. I know April 20th, schools are going to get get going. At least the Chesapeake schools are going to get going again for their uh, virtual classes, which will be nice. Yeah. Virginia Beach has already been doing theirs since the since the they kicked it, all the kids out. They were already doing it online. There's several Virginia, private schools I know of yeah. that are doing it too. Just some some areas just aren't up to that speed yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Virginia Beach has a very robust online capability for their public schools. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of various chats and whatnot through the various like Google Classroom as being a big one. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it does. It does. Uh, I do see it as a positive because it gives uh the kids a a, a pre workout when they head into college because college is a mixture of on campus and online. I would I'm wondering. It. I'm curious so, how this is going to change going into next year. Is this going to be more of a thing and less of traditional in school stuff? It'd be interesting. Yep. All I know is uh, doing the training through online. It can. It does have its pluses and minuses it just depends on the material you're training who you're training or teaching and can they maintain that connection throughout the whole class so well, it's going to definitely yeah. change the caliber of trainers that's for sure i'm sure you're yeah. learning a lot training virtually versus training in person yes trust me i know it's it's a headache but i make I, it i make it work i didn't <laughs> say it wasn't i said you're probably learning quite a bit from the experience oh, yeah i am learning a lot it's adding a lot to my skills it's adding a lot to what i plan to try to do in the future since everybody knows i want to be a professor and and teacher so yeah mm -hmm. it'll help add to add to my skill set 
that I can train in the class and online. Yeah, especially because doing more of the virtual stuff, next thing you know, you'll have students in Germany and Japan. Yes. <laughs> I guess I'll get me a subscription to that battle so I can speak some German. Right, right. All right, well, I think we're good for the night, guys. So yes. go ahead and run through our contact infos. And uh, before I hit the button, Graza, Saladin, you want to do your contact stuff? And I'll try and make note to put it in the contact page later. Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter at jmanlin1 uh, here, like that. Um, you can find my art there if you want to contact me. Uh, you can uh, message me on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, Sal, you can find on Discord, Saladin, stuff like that. Uh, or contact me. I'll we can you can contact me and I'll get you in contact with. Me. All right. <clears throat> Right. All right. So for uh, Rye, you can find Rye at. You can find me on Instagram under Incubus Trav and message me, like my photos, send a friend request. All right. You can find me at Scuba Cod on uh, Twitter or Twitter, most of the uh, game channels and whatnot, Scuba Studio on Twitch and Mixer. Uh, also have Instagram, there's Facebook page, Facebook page uh, Scuba Studio. Uh, go check that out. Uh, so I have a YouTube channel. Check out our check out the videos on YouTube as we get them up. And we even have, we also have Discord. So Scuba Studio on Discord. Come check it out. You know, s chat with us as we uh, go through this uh, quarantine stuff. Uh, asking everybody kind of stay safe, keep things uh, positive, and uh, we will see you all on the other side. <laughs> wash your hands yeah wash your hands do all those things social distancing you know just ultimately it boils down to just common sense people common your sense parts. if you got a mask wear a mask if you don't want to wear a mask you know just don't be around people and if you feel sick stay oh, home. yes oh, very much so so this i can get back to the my best time drinking. this is probably the best time to not be criticized if you're feeling bad right <laughs> So with, that, Run with that, good night, everyone. Thank you, and we will catch you all on our next one. Peace.